It's Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows that it's Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows that it's Pandarin Talk. And welcome back to another episode of the Pandarin Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Mask. And with me as always, the only person I know who's seen the ball drop, Sean Dangler. Sean, what's up? Not uh, much. Uh, Jordan, I... I've never seen the ball drop. What? Were you in New York for the ball drop? <laughs> no, I, I, I was not. I was out there after that had happened. Um, but I was there. You know, I could see it. I took pictures of it, I remember, of the building it sits on because it's there all year. So I'm sorry, Jordan. Well, you have now made me a liar on every resume I've ever made in my life, Sean. So uh, you put that yeah, on thanks your, for that. You put it on your resume. Yeah, I know someone who's seen the ball drop. It's on the additional notes. <laughs> additional skills. Seen my friend seen the ball drop. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a friend, uh, Ryan, my old roommate. He uh, he's he was out there for the pinstripe bowl and then watched, did the whole thing, and it sounded awful. Everything that he did. Yeah, from what I've read on the internet, cause apparently I've never known anyone who's seen it. Um, <laughs> Is essentially what they do is they pack as many people as possible into a very tight area yeah. to watch this ball drop in the freezing cold, and everyone's just hammered, and it sounds horrible. Yeah, and you like like can't use the restroom like in some like because you're so packed in, you know, people. It's hard, you lose your spot basically. Yeah, I can't imagine how many people just like go right there. <laughs> wearing depends, just wearing diapers. Um, how, how many people do you think walk home from the New Year's ball drop with just pee pants? Um, I would say at least 15 to 20% of people, one out of five. Yeah. That might be Which too high. It? Maybe one out of eight. No, I'm, I'm, I bet it's one, one out. I'll take one out of five. Okay. You know? All right. If, honestly, if you go to a party, I'm guessing one out of 10 people are leaving with one. Anyway, they just don't, you just don't know it, <laughs> you know? Any party, so, even if there's, pl- uh, oh, yeah. modern plumbing in the house. Yeah. Any party that you, you, the listener are going to. If there's ten people there, <laughs> one person's leaving with piss in their pants. <laughs> one person's pissing their pants at that time. Yep, that's a good. Yep. Uh, a true fact there by Jordan. True fact. Yeah, I'm calling it here, um, Sean. So this year when that ball drops, um, yeah, it's not only gonna be dropping on the year 2019. Yes, but it's gonna be dropping on the decades mm-hmm. or the decade of 2010s. Yes. I don't even know what, what do we call these. The aughts? No, aren't the aughts the 2000s or is that? Yeah, that, I, I think I you're right. So I, whatever the 2010s are calls. What sure, do we the call them? Like the 1910s, we call them, what, the 10s? I don't know. <laughs> I think we just call them by the year. The 1910s. Uh, yeah. The 2010s. Yeah, I don't know. It is the weird. 2010s. The 2010s. The um, 2010s. So uh, we're going to be doing our kind of end of the decade podcast. Um, I'm sure you yeah. listeners have seen and heard a lot of stuff like best of the decade yada yada well this is our version of it so yeah stay tuned um sean before we get into our list yep the 2010 decade yes what are your thoughts it's been wild man uh life has changed quite a bit you know early on 2009 we probably had the motorola crazer and now we all got iphones or uh the crazer the crazer the iphones or your galaxies or whatever the hell a google phone is i don't remember what the name is um <laughs> but yeah we all have those you know i'm 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 no longer in high school i graduated i have a job i have a wife and uh, i own a house so it's 
it's changed, man. It's it's a lot different. Ten years, it's really, really changed. Yeah, it's crazy to think, you know, this time last decade, we were in high school, you were about to graduate, I was yeah. just learning how to drive, you know. We were two teenage guys, you know, looking to take on the world. And exactly. here, ten years later, we're two uh, mid to late 20-year-old podcasters who have learned that the world is a lot bigger, but I'm still ready to take it on so that's right um, man been a good decade obama came and gone as president now we have the man who is the host of celebrity apprentice as our president yeah you told me that 10 years ago <laughs> honestly i don't know how i would have reacted honestly probably would probably wouldn't have cared because i was 16 yeah probably that's true cared. but it's crazy um, man life is uh it's it's changed a lot you know the world is a much different place than 10 years ago yet somewhat similar but different yeah. Damn, we're getting real deep here, Sean. How real about we just deep. talk about our how about we just talk about our favorite movies of the decade? That's right. Let's do it. Um all right. So we made some lists for our favorite movies of the decade. These aren't necessarily the best movies or I would say even maybe not even our favorites. Um somewhat our favorites, I guess we could call them that. Yes, um, exactly. So Sean, just so you know and the listeners know, um, I made a huge list. And I've had to whittle it down to five. Yes, I made so uh, I made a small list because, uh, and I just didn't whittle it down. I was like, I'm confident because you're not crazy like I am. Yes. Um, so, I, uh, what was that? Uh, I was just gonna say I also probably didn't have as much time. I had a pretty busy last uh, this morning uh, because it was the Bath and Body Works candle sale, and I had to go to uh, support my wife. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, for you, the listener, for your information, we delayed the podcast for this <laughs> for this candle sale. Exactly. So um, it was important, and I understand. You know. Yeah, you gotta get those three wick candles. Podcast host understands. Yeah. So okay, um, go ahead. So here, well, I'll just kind of touch on my. Deshaun has three. I have five. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of touch on my five and four here, real quick. Okay. Um, the fifth one is probably the one movie in on my list that. Not everyone's probably heard of. It's called The Way, Way Back. Um, okay. It's like a sort of coming-of-age like comedy movie about this teenager who like goes to, it has to be like a Martha's Vineyard-type place Yeah. for the summer with his mom and his her, his mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and he hates his mom's boyfriend because, you know, he's a teenager. And he ends up working at this, like, water park. Yeah. And the whole, the water park, like the whole water park scenes always reminds me of my time working at the pool. So I can always like connect to some of the jokes a lot. Um, okay. So it's always funny to me. Um, who stars in that? Um, Steve Carell's the stepdad who nobody likes. Okay. Maya Rudolph is the girlfriend of the owner of the water park. And Sam Rockwell is the owner of the water park. Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't know the name of the lead actor kid. I've That's seen him on other stuff, but he's not big. That's a good cast, though. I yeah, I feel like I've heard of that, but I have not seen it. I think at one point it was supposed to be like kind of like an indie, like darling movie, yeah. and it didn't kind of click with people. Like, but I saw it on some HBO one time, like real late at night when I was not. I was probably inebriated. <laughs> um, and oh, I, man, I get this de- movie. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I worked at a water facility at one point. Yeah. Um. So that's my number five. Okay. My number four is maybe um, you might have this on your list. Right. It's and it's 
Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah, um, I, that's actually my number three. So we can just talk about it together. Yeah, let's just. Um, to me, the Marvel movies like are a huge part of the movie industry in the 2010s, and this is the Marvel movie of the decade. Yeah. So I do include it. It it brought it all together. Literally, the end of the uh, basically the start of the Avengers. Um, of certain characters and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I had to include it because it, it's almost less the fact that, like, the movie itself, I'm not really that, I wasn't that big a fan of. It was a good movie, but not as good as other Marvel films, but it brought everything. It was all the buildup of all these years over the 2010s um, together. And, yeah, the uh, 2010s um, certainly were devi- defined by the superhero era, but especially so the Marvel part of it was what started and has kept it very popular. Yeah. Um, Sean, did you have any issues deciding between Endgame and the first Avengers? Because those are the two like I was deciding between. Oh, yeah, I guess I could have thought. I think the reason I gave it to Endgame is just the fact that, you know, it was the last main one of that. Uh, if I put them head to head or head to head based on solely movie prowess uh the first avengers was better i enjoyed it more maybe it's because it's the first time you know oh all these superheroes are coming together and uh really just you know coming together you'd already seen that you know by end game they'd already had a couple films where they're all together but uh definitely not age of ultron definitely not uh (laughs) but Um, yeah but I think Avengers Endgame is just the fact that it, there's more meaning behind it than what just Avengers was. Yeah. Hey, Endgame was one of the few um, Marvel movies that actually had, like, I'm, I didn't cry at it on it, any of these movies, but it, like, yeah. hit an emotional string for me. Yep. Um, and I can't imagine, like, kids who literally, like, grew up, like, the, the Iron Man movies, like, their first movies they remember. Oh, and yeah. And it's over now, like, on Endgame. Like, I can't imagine how that felt. So, exactly. It's, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is crazy to see, yeah, from, I, if you, if Iron Man was your first film all the way to Endgame, it'd be, you know, it is like an end of an era in a sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That and, uh, I don't know. I, I like the movie, though. I, I like it a lot, too. So, I yeah. think it, it deserves to be on the list. Yeah, it it deserves. Uh, my biggest gripe, and I think those both of ours, is that it just involved time travel. And time travel yeah. always feels like a cop-out in any film you watch. I don't know how they would have gotten it out of it otherwise, but still, not a fan of time travel. <laughs> yeah, I... Even yeah, though I Thor in this film was actually pretty awesome, Fat Thor. Oh, Fat Thor. <laughs> I, went as Halloween. I, I actually made a Halloween costume for the first time since I was 12 years old. Yeah, because I was I was like Fat Thor is my dude. I saw it. I saw a picture of it, and it was amazing. And right up your alley, Jordan. Right up your alley. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um. All right, so Sean, you said that was your number three. Yes. Um. So I'm just going to jump to my number three, unless okay. you want to talk about it more. Do you have more thoughts? No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um. I hate to do this because I think this movie's also probably on your list. I could be wrong. All right. Um. It's Fast Five. Okay. It is actually uh, not on my list. I do have a Fast and Furious film on my list, but it is not Fast Five. Um, 
but yeah, Fast Five is a great film. You go go. You you give your reasons though. Um. So I again, the Fast and Furious movies are like one of those core franchises throughout the decade. Yeah. That I I could have put probably three of them on here if I want to be honest. Yeah. Um. Fast Five, Six, and Seven are all good movies. Oh yeah. But I think Fast Five is probably my favorite, and. It was one of those times when I went to the movies and I had so much fun watching it in theaters and like the rock coming into the movie was such like a jolt of energy. It yeah. needed, um, and just like being able to rewatch it. It's one of the ones that I've rewatched that one more than the other ones probably. Oh yeah. The, and, enjoyability factor of it. So. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a solid film. You know, you got the rock, uh, coming in and you got the, just the classic steal the bank vault scene. Just, like uh just leveling things throughout brazil uh yeah yeah fast five is a phenomenal film and i think this is this is a nitpick of that series yeah this is the point where it goes from like over the top action movie to like these people are fucking superheroes (laughs) exactly (laughs) with cars Um, yeah because after this point they're like jumping out of planes and like taking cars through buildings like here yeah. the craziest thing is them like going through rio with uh like bank vault which don't get me wrong crazy yes very but, crazy uh, it's not yeah them jumping buildings with cars yeah it's a great film so, um that's my number three okay what is your number three my number three is avengers that's what i told you oh sorry <laughs> number two excuse my me. number two is skyfall um oh okay because it is uh you know that was like the 50th anniversary film of uh james bond um which whenever we can get to for listeners there will be a daniel craig version of the bond cast that will come out eventually (laughs) before the new one don't worry before the new one uh i got thoughts on that trailer too um it's going to be good. That's It's a classic uh, one last job film, so it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jordan, if I kind of spoiled that to you, but that's basically the premise of the film. You know, I could assume that it says last <laughs> one, so I, I, I can get that. Much. Okay. Uh, so, but Skyfall, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Uh, I love Bond films, and particularly this one solely because it's... Uh, it just celebrates the 50 years and it's, it's just a good film. Javier Bardem's like just such a good villain in this film. Um, and then James Bond is, uh, you know, it just, it's nostalgic in a way because it brings back a few of the things from his past. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a solid film and it's really like a theatrical film. Like it is the production quality on this film is very high. Oh yeah. The movie itself is, gorgeous yeah like a lot of james bond movies are very gorgeous because they shoot on set like on site and all that but this one is gorgeous like yeah this one definitely has benefited from the advances in like movie making technology exactly um because it, it's gorgeous looking um yeah Sean, i don't have too much more to comment on than you just had on it yeah um you pretty much summed it up well. I will say, I, recently I, I listened to the Rewatchables podcast from the Ringer Podcast Network. Yeah. Um, and they just recently did one on Skyfall. Yeah. And it just brought up a lot of fond memories of watching that movie and seeing it in the theater was an experience, like you just said. So, 
I I had it on my uh, honorable mention list, so oh, your honorable it was mention. up there for me as well. All right. So what's your number two then, Jordan? My number two is maybe my most quoted movie of the decade, 21 Jump Street. Um, really? Wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I probably quote this movie once a day. Right. Um, just various scenes of it. Um, it's one of those movies that when I think back to this decade, that'll probably be my comedy movie of this decade. Um, and it's a movie I can still throw on every day and watch. Um, the humor, it was just Channing Tatum as a comedy actor was kind of a revelation when 21 Jump Street came out, I think. Exactly. Um, Jonah Hill playing off him was very good. This is kind of right in the middle of Jonah Hill's like drama, like turn to. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see him still doing that. Um, and it's just, it's just a great movie. Um, the cast is like surprisingly stacked. Yeah, you got Ice Cube, man. You got Ice Cube. You got um, Brie Larson. You have the kid who, you have the Franco guy in it. Oh, you uh, have. Yeah, Dave Franco, I think. Yeah, you have the lady who would go on to play the Fifty Shades of Grey character. It's like a, a bit character. Oh, really? Um, I don't even yeah, remember she's that. The, she's the partner of the cop who goes, think of popping each other's assholes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch the movie. You'll, you'll recognize okay. it. Okay. Um, you have the guy who's on. NFL football. I, I forget his name. What? The, he's like the coach. Bill Cower? No, no. He like his. He was on Step Brothers. He's guy with pow, pow. Oh, Rob Riggle. That's what you're Rob saying. Rob Riggle. There yeah. we go. Okay. Um, surprisingly good comedy cast there. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's a great movie. I will laugh forever watching that movie that'll be a movie i show my kids like when they're old enough type like when you're old enough we can watch this and laugh together it was it was uh it is a good movie it was very good uh from uh did i don't know did we see that together probably not but maybe i don't think so yeah i think it came out my freshman year of college which is also the perfect time for a comedy yes it is i i don't remember if i was if i went I'm pretty sure I went to it, but I don't know who I would have went with. Uh, maybe Kim. Uh, but yeah, it's a solid. That is a solid film. It was very funny. Uh, the second one was also good. I thought they were going to make another one, or they really exaggerated making another one. But I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. But yeah, Twenty One Dunn Street. Surprising. I didn't expect it, but it is a good film. Yeah, um, Sean. What is your number one? All right. I kind of hinted it. I kind of hinted. I said I had a Fast and Furious film on my list. Um, it's Furious Seven, of course. Rest in peace, uh-huh. Paul Walker. It's kind of you know the the real end. You know, Paul Walker sadly passed away. That's that actually uh, okay. Um, he passed away, uh, and it was really really sad. You know when that happened. But this film gave him the perfect parting of the way with the help of a little CGI. Um, to wave goodbye to the franchise and um i don't know it's just a it's it's a good film throughout but i think more it was the paul walker aspect of it because this the films had been supercharged like you said for since fast five and this is the last one with the real true cast all of the cast in it yeah it's again it's the emotions man i remember that last scene you know you do a little whiz playing and it's ooh, 
fighting the tears. Fighting oh the yeah, tears. fighting the tears. Like I don't even remember. I I can't even remember the plot of that film. Is that the actually that's the Jason Statham one, isn't it? It is Jason Statham. Okay, then that's also the great part of it is that Jason Statham makes an entry <laughs> into the Fast and Furious franchise. And is it going to be just for one time? No. He goes on and is in the eighth one and is in Hobbs and Shaw, and it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, he is, he's probably the best Bond, or not Bond villain. He'd make a great Bond villain, too. Um, the best Furi- Fast and Furious villain so far. Yes, and then he he ties in, you know, I mean, that was at the end of six, I believe, but it ties in uh, uh, Tokyo Drift with it all so um you know it kind of brings the franchise all together and yeah you just get to see jason statham doing jason statham things yeah his fight with the rock at the beginning is one of the better fight scenes in the whole like series oh yeah for sure lo and behold they become partners in a later film (laughs) and also has the iconic rock line Daddy's got to go to go to work. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's the one where he's in the hospital. Uh, and he just flexes out of his. He cast. just flexes out of his cast. It's amazing, and he's also watching himself in college. For, they're showing Miami Dolphin, or it's Miami Dolphin or Dolphin Games yeah. or the University Hurricane. of Mi- Hurricane Games. And if you look closely, The Rock is playing as in real life. Dwayne Johnson's playing in that game. <laughs> I, I I remember you telling me that I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. I like I said I I wanted to put a Fast and Furious movie on there. So one of the it was between this and Fast Five. Yeah, so I picked Fast Five. And, the, and this the, is a great movie. Yeah, and The Rock flexes out his cast and then proceeds after that to rip off a turret gun from like a helicopter or something and carry that around. <laughs> Yeah, don't they bring down a parking ramp on Jason Statham? Yeah, and then they, uh, um, uh, Vin, Dom, and Jason Statham both grab like a thing out. They they ram their cars to each other. That's like one of the things or something. And then they both get out, and they like one grabs like a wrench, and the other one grabs like a pipe, and then they fight. I believe is how it works at the end. Thank you, Ray. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Oh man, that's a that's a Wait, great movie. It's, because is six the one where Michelle Rodriguez is comes back, uh, yeah, but is so a bad she, guy at first. Yeah, she's hinted at in the stinger scene of of five. Yeah, of five. Okay, which we're just talking about movies. Stinger scenes are like a common thing now. In yes, all that, movie franchises. That's true. It did start out, I'd say, with like the first Iron Man film. Uh, yeah, but yeah, now pretty much for any franchise film, the stinger scene, like if it doesn't have one, it's like, this is weird. Yeah. I, they did it. They somehow figured out how to keep people in the seats throughout the credits. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, exactly. Um, So what's your number one? Sean, mine is, uh, kind of a different, um, movie series, but it's part of a movie series. Mine is the reboot Creed. Ooh. Um, Okay. I remember going to like having decently high hopes going into the movie, um, seeing it in theaters and being like, this is the best movie of the year yeah. immediately. Um, I think I went and saw it twice in theaters, which is probably, I can only say for a handful of movies I did all decade. Yeah. Um, 
I bought That's it when impressive. it came out. I watch it probably once a month. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I really do. And I, I, I love it. I love the Creed movies. Um, and the first one's the better of the two, I think. So, um, yeah, the, I, 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 and fight's awesome. Yeah. I have not seen the second one. Um, but I have seen the first one and you are correct. It's, it's a really well done sequel, I guess. Um, spiritual i mean it is a sequel but it's not really like a sequel sequel to the rocky films in a way but rocky you know he plays a big old old sylvester stallone um actually bringing out his acting chops in it yeah Um, it's one of the better sylvester stallone like performances yeah so like yeah i i agree that's that's a good pick jordan that's a good pick good good i'm glad we can agree um, that these were good movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, what is just I, like your movie selections is trash. <laughs> Sean, I will say I was surprised you didn't have a comedy in any of your movies. Yeah, I again, it's hard to think sometimes. Uh, I I would have to go. I'd have to do a little research real quick if I was to pick a well, comedy one. The reason I I kind of bring it up is because I noticed. Um, I thought a few like the comedy that I always think of were like right at the beginning of the decade. Yeah. I realized they were more in like the 2008, 2009 time. Yes. Um, and I just didn't find a lot of comedies, to tell you the truth. So I wonder, you know, you hear about how there's not as many comedy movies out nowadays. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because there's not that many good ones coming out. I Yeah, they just aren't as popular. The Other Guys, I guess, came out in 2010. That's a great film. Um. But yeah, like 22, I'm just going on Google. It's like the top ones they all have. I guess MacGruber came out in 2010, which is also a great film. I just rewatched that recently, and it was just as great as I remember it. That you did. It was fucking great. Um, But yeah, I guess the interview, I saw that one. That one was all right. Um, I guess guess Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy one. The Lego movie is pretty good. Yeah, it's just not as I don't know. The comedies that stick with me are more in pe- before the 2010s. Yeah, me too. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll bounce back this next decade. Mm, probably not, but maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll in see. ten years, we'll do a podcast and it'll be all all comedies. Yeah, you, you see. All right. Pro- probably not. It'll just be more superhero movies. But okay. That's okay. Um, Sean. So let's just transition over to our favorite actors and actresses of the decade. I'm yes. sure we're going to get a little bit of crossover here. Um, you said you had three, correct? Yes. All right. So I got five on here. Okay. Um, so I'll just mention my five and four here. Okay. Um, my number five is Jennifer Lawrence. Um, okay. Maybe one of the breakout store stars of the generation, like a lot of her movies. But especially um, like earlier on in the decade. She hasn't done as much like recently. I feel like, no, she kind of like broke out with the X Men and the Hunger Games, like as like the franchise like star, yeah. and then kind of transitioned into like more of a prestigious role. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, you don't see her as much later in the decade as we did at the beginning, but she was really big, especially like the first half with those movies. Yeah. Um, so she was really big for me, and then kind of a late bloomer here is uh, Jason Momoa, not necessarily. Uh, a movie actor from Iowa the decade. Iowa native from Norwalk, Iowa. Yeah. Um, um, 
he came out Aquaman, Justice League, and that type of stuff. He was in Game but of Thrones. Was, Game of Thrones is where he like really broke out. But there's a few TV shows he has where he essentially just plays like a mountain man every time. <laughs> um, he looks like a mountain man. In, every time I see him in something, I want to watch it. So yeah. it's just I he's got to be one of my actors of the decade because that is some you know when I see him in something, I want to watch it. Yeah, makes sense. So, Sean, who is your number three? Okay. Actor, actress. I, I will say making the list, it, it was hard for me because it, there's so many out there. Um, and like, just, it's like, I don't know how to pick one over the other. Um, but I figure she gets talking. You hear everything about this lady, um, about how she's one of the greatest actress living. So I went with Meryl Streep, you know, she seems to Dang. still, still seems to be doing a bunch of films out there, a bunch of different roles and things. Um, I don't know. I just give there's not like a specific one. I don't even know if I could name a film that she was. Well, no, I, I, I couldn't name a film I've seen her in recently, but I don't know. You hear people talk about her all the time. And I mean, it is amazing. She does seem to do a lot of different characters and is very good at them. I agree. Uh, she's probably the greatest living actor out there right now. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I like a lot of her movies. Yeah, but she's always good in whatever she's in. Exactly. So I can agree with that. Exactly. Um, my number three is I'm gonna butcher her name because I can't pronounce it. It's <laughs> Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yes. Yeah. Um, it really, this is just like on the latter half of the decade. Um, really broke out when she was in Mad Max for me. Um. Yeah. And since then, I've kind of seen her. She's in the Fast and Furious movie. Oh man. She's in that movie. She's Atomic, amazing. Atomic Blonde which is essentially like a female John Wick. Yeah. Um, she's in a movie Long Shot this year. It's Seth Rogen. Um, she's, she's able to have a serious, like kind of badass, also being funny. Um, yeah. And she's another actor where I see her and stuff. I'm like, hmm, I could watch that. Yeah. So. No, um, yeah, I, I think she's, uh, she's definitely uh, very, uh, um, She's very good, you know. Anything she's done, I've seen her in. She's done a very good job. So yes, I approve. Okay, all right, Sean. Who's your number two? Uh, it is our boy Christian Bale. Oh, he was in my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, the reason I I was trying to think, you know, I was like, there's an actor, and he seems he's like Meryl Streep too. He's done a lot of different characters throughout um, his his time as an as an actor. Uh, even though I think now he has said he's no longer going to do dramatic weight changes for his films uh, or whatever. That's the one thing I could not be an actor for is that reason. I could not like starve myself or put on a ton of weight just for a role, but he has. Um, but I was looking through his filmography and at the beginning of the decade, you know, he still did the last Batman film, uh, the dark, yep. Knight, the good one, the last good Batman film, <laughs> the dark Knight rises, uh, the fighter, uh, which was a good film. I don't, I, I don't think I saw it, but I know it got good reveals. American Hustle, I remember people liked. The Big Short was one of my favorite films of his. Uh, he was a very good actor because he played a guy who th I think has had Asperger's or a form of autism, I, I think. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong had, on that. He, he had, had something. There's some, something he had. But then he, he did Vice, uh, the one where he's Dick Cheney, which is just crazy that he played Dick Cheney. Um and then Ford versus Ferrari. So I, I don't know. He's, he's just done a lot of cool stuff and he definitely does different things. So yeah, he makes, he's made a lot of interesting choices throughout the years. Yeah. I, 
I agree with everything you said. Um, he's another one of those guys where you, I see him in a movie, and I go, that movie's going to be good. Yes. I should go see it. Um, and like you said, he plays different roles, um, plays them well. Um, he's just a good actor. And I, like I said, I had him in my honorable mention. He almost made my list. So I, I agree with everything he said. Cool. Awesome. Who's your number two? I have Tom Hardy. Oh, you you and Tom. You and Tommy boy. Yeah. I, I, Tom Hardy's up there, man. Um, he, you know, started the decade off with being in Bane, or being Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He was also in a, a movie that probably not everybody's seen called Warrior, where he's like an MMA fighter, like brother. Um, it's kind of a weird movie. You got to watch it. Um, but it's probably my favorite sports movie of the decade. Oh, yeah. Um, he was in The Revenant. He was in a TV show where he was just crazy. Um, he was, <laughs> what TV he was show a, is that? Oh, it's... He's like a Cockney, like, British, like, crazy guy in, like, the 1800s. Okay. And he, like, does, like, voodoo magic. It's crazy. <laughs> Believe me. Just Google it, and it's crazy. Okay. Um, oh, it's... There's a running joke on a podcast I listened to about it, but okay. it's it's crazy. He was also in this uh, rom com with uh, Chris Pine and I think Reese Witherspoon called okay. "This Means War." Oh yeah, it's a good um, rom com. Yeah, it's a rom com where like they're both like special agents and they're both going after the same girl. Uh, okay. Um, so the dude has range. Um, he was in Inception this decade, which is a movie oh that people God. forgot. I forgot was all the way back then. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that was this decade. Um, and yeah, he's one of those dudes. Again, all these people on my list are one of those guys. I see him in a movie, I go, I have to see that movie because oh. I love that actor. Um, and Tom Hardy's my dude. I hope he's the next Bond. I really do. Yeah, who knows? There could be a chance. How old is he? He's probably in his early to mid early to late thirties at this point. Oh yeah. Definitely could be a bond then. He's young. Yeah. So, um, I hope he's bond. Um, Sean, who's your number one? Okay. So acting talent is not the reason he's number one. (laughs) Okay. It's because he has just become a worldwide superstar that most of his films, maybe not so much sometimes in America, but you go to China and this guy is number one over there. And I'm talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. <laughs> My man. I, I thought you were going Vin Diesel there for a second. I, Come on, man. Yeah, but the, the Rock's done way more stuff than Vin. <laughs> uh, the amount of films The Rock has done that are sh- not good if anyone else were in them. And they're probably not that good with The Rock in them. But the fact he can sell a movie like Skyscraper and like sell out overseas or do very well makes him the number one actor because he is just, he is used social media and exploited it in the best way possible for his career. And I, I don't know at the beginning of the decade, he was doing the other guys and now he's doing like Jumanji fast and the furious. It's just like he was doing tooth fairy, you know, back in the early and in the, in the aughts or whatever you want to say. So like, I don't know. He's, he's succeeded in the society that we live in. I will say that. Yeah. But, and the other guy's role was like a cameo. like So he wasn't yeah. even like an actor, really. Like a big actor. Yeah. He was like the bad guy in Get Smart. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, he definitely probably had the most successful 
I guess yeah. I was going with our the classic uh, money approach to the film. Hey, and there's nothing wrong with that. Can I can I give you a confession, Sean? Yes. I totally forgot about him when I was making my list. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're going like based on acting skills, like The Rock is nowhere near any of these people. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Some some of the actors on here aren't the best. Uh, Jason Moe is probably not the best actor. Well, I I just think The Rock is pretty much now he is really shifted into being the exact same character in almost every film. <laughs> oh yeah, The Rock has been able to more. He's gotten so successful where he yeah. can now just play a version of the rock in every movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah, like I said in like Tooth Fairy, like obviously he wasn't like the rock, the rock, or in like Walking Tall, he seemed to show more depth. But now yeah. it's just like I'm just huge, muscular, and I'm going to make some funny quips and I'm going to beat people up. Yeah. I I think this is all if anybody watches Hobbs and Shaw yeah, this is all just shown in that movie. That yes, this is the Rock like on steroids of like all the traits of the Rock, just doing the Rock things. Yep, exactly. I agree. Um, but I have no no quarrels with you putting him at number one. Okay, because um, he had a great great decade. Yes. Um, my actor goes with. I mean, there's definitely a correlation between the movie of the decade for me. Mine, Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Um, All right. That's a good pick. I liked him in Creed. I loved him in uh, Black Panther as the bad guy. Yeah. Um, the little known movie he did with uh, Coogler before Creed was Fruitvale Station, a very good movie that he's very good in. Um, and just everything he's in, I like. Um, and he's my favorite actor, I guess. Yeah, no, um, that's fair enough. And I... I I will say that he will probably be my favorite actor for the first part of the next decade, just because his age and like the movie types he's on right now. Yeah. I have a feeling he'll be my favorite actor moving forward for a little while. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a good pick. I'm trying to see if um, I can't think. So wait, let me look. Yes. Okay. So. Also, something that happened at the beginning of this decade that would still qualify for being in 2010 with Michael B. Jordan, Friday Night Lights, man. Friday Night Lights. I, you know, I forgot about it. He's great in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Vince, man. Yes. Uh, he was basically when, I mean, it's basically what, when uh, Coach Taylor goes to the other school, he's like the new, like, kind of main character at that school, isn't he? Yeah, he essentially turns into, like, the sub like one to be main character after yes. coach taylor behind coach taylor and his wife yeah Tammy taylor so like yeah no he's he was a michael b jordan's a great actor um also been on the bill simmons podcast a few times and that's he's funny yeah, he's those. great he's a great guest on that too um i never jordan i have a confession still haven't seen black panther <laughs> really so, no. um he was also the human torch in fantastic four <laughs> And fun fact, yeah. don't mind that movie. Don't mind that movie. You're the one who doesn't. You're the only person yep. who doesn't. I'm the only person in the world who doesn't, and he's actually very good in that movie. That yeah. whole cast is actually very good. It's the, the parts that are bad are bad because of the studio. Yeah. Um, we don't have to get into the Fantastic Four deep dive here. Um, just know that I own the movie if anybody wants to watch it with me. Okay. Um, all right, Sean, let's... Uh, Let's go to 
her favorite pop culture events of the decade. Okay. Um, so these are kind of some vague stuff here. Um, yes. Sean, I believe, just has one. I, I have two now. Uh, you have from two. From previous okay. talking, I brought up so, the second one. I will do my f- five, four, and three here real quick. Okay. Um, they all kind of aren't huge. Um, my number five was the Jersey Shore phenomenon at oh, the beginning of the decade. God damn. Oh, shit. That's a good one. And it's still going on. They're making new seasons of it. That's, it just keeps coming back, man. Yeah. But, like, it's tough to tell people who, like, weren't our age during that time yeah. how big a deal Jersey Shore was. It's like the people who talk about the real world yeah. who were, like, around it at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was a huge thing. Like, we would go to school the next day, and people would talk about the Jersey Shore episode. Were you in high school when it really hit off for you? Yeah, I think I was just in high school. I think, well, yeah, I think, like, for me, it was college when I really found out, like, my freshman year of college is when it was, like... Maybe, I could have been a junior then, maybe. Yeah, that's when it, I think, like, maybe my senior year of high school is actually when it aired, but I think it was, like, maybe that next year where it really started... Uh, hitting, but yeah, no, it definitely like that show. I don't know. It it was perfect timing for it, apparently, because it just like it hit the zeitgeist. There was a comedy central roast of the situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those characters became like world famous characters. Yes. Like you can just say like Snooky. Yeah. Everybody knows what the fuck you're talking about. And what a grenade is. (laughs) Yeah. I like the saying cabs here like, yeah cabs here t-shirt yep. time G- gtl yeah it is crazy um, that yeah that's a that's a good moment that 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 part of that when that hit initially it like just took the country by storm yeah um it, i will say i only watched the first two seasons i never watched <laughs> anything after that um, the I will say the since they've came back it's not it's not as fun in the sense of watching them just party all the time. Um, it's a little more real, but still, uh, um, Vinny and Polly D are the best two people on that show by far. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably because they're the two non crooks and like normal people. <laughs> Yeah, they seem to yeah. have their head on a little more than the other ones. Uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure you know with us growing up and you know realizing like we can't do that anymore. Like that's not being a good adult. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it's think not as fun for us. I think it definitely for us. Like the the reason it's so big is it's just the fact that it was like right when ever, all of us were getting to the age of going to college and kind of starting to experience the crazy like going to the bars atmosphere, I guess. And it was yeah. like this was like it on steroids <laughs> yeah it was again it was one of those things that if you weren't in our age group during that time period it's you can't explain it yes <laughs> um, but it was a phenomenon at the beginning of the day exactly so that's why it's my number five okay um my number four is a, you know this one is more just personal i think yeah it's the hotline bling uh phenomena when that came out yeah see i don't really i i do not recognize that as much <laughs> Um, more so just cause me and my friends would like play it all the time. Okay. And I had a dance. I had a thing at the bar where I would essentially just do the hotline bling while getting hammered <laughs> by the bar. Um, okay. which essentially just meant me like doing a telephone by my face while drinking. <laughs> I did not um, know this existed, Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. Um, and then our current president also did a hotline bling 
on Saturday Night Live. Oh my God! Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, it was a thing. It was a big thing. Yes. Um, and it was right at the end of my college life, which probably also helped. You know. Yeah. Kind of that last fond memories of college. Yeah. So, okay. That's my number four. All right. Um, and number three is the Pokemon Go. Oh. That, uh, that uh, when it when it hit, you would just see random people like walking along the highway. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you're gonna get hit by a goddamn <laughs> semi looking for your Charmander. Yes, I I agree. I remember in in like Des Moines, you would go to the sculpture park, and there's just mass amount of people just walking around, uh, capturing Pokemon. Like everyone was playing it when it first came out. Like anyone who like was familiar with Pokemon growing up was like, all right, I'll download it. I did not because I knew I'd become addicted to it, so I just did not do it. Yeah, I never did either. Like I, it looked cool, um, but yeah, I was just like, I know if I play this, I won't stop. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go out with people who were playing it and look for Pokemon, Sean? Uh, no, fortunately not. Because <laughs> um, I did once in Iowa City. Yeah. And me and my friends were walking around this little pond in Corville. Yeah. And this old man, like, waves us down and walks over and he goes, you guys playing that Pokemon crap or what? <laughs> That's awesome. And my friend had to, like, explain to him how it worked, and it was so funny. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, it was on national news about this stuff, about, you know, like, and they had to make, like, public announcements, like, hey, don't walk along the highway or don't yeah. like maybe I remember in Waterloo, they made an announcement like, Hey, don't go to the park at night. Cause you're going to get mugged. Yeah, that's like, true. It's true. People like just didn't care. They're just walking. It was a good health, uh, health thing. Get people out walking. It's true. I wonder how many people turn their lives around because of Pokemon <laughs> go a few. I hope <laughs> hopefully. Um, all right, Sean, what's your number two? Did you do? Oh, yeah, you did do. Okay, uh, my number two, and this is because it kind of got brought up earlier, it's poor Paul Walker passing away. I remember that moment, uh, clear as day, just reading that Paul Walker had died in a tragic car accident. Um, sadly, but kind of ironically, almost. You're like, oof. That's the, that, I mean, that's the way he should go out, I guess. Um, I, I didn't think it was real when I first read yes. it. Yeah. it was a joke. <laughs> So, uh, but that hit because, uh, Fast and Furious, you know, it was so good. So great. And then you're like, what are they going to do? Because they're still filming that movie or he had done most of the scenes in that film. And so it was like, just knowing what they're going to do there. Uh, but real hard moment. I, I will say I still miss Paul Walker. Yeah. I, so I was working at Best Buy at the time Yeah. and for some reason I, I like saw it on my phone or we saw it on the internet or something like that. And the girl I was working at the customer service desk with went over our PA system and said, can we have a moment of silence for the death of Paul Walker? Wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and literally everyone's like, no. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> someone did so that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, our, that's what I'll always remember about when Paul Walker died. Our we, American legend, Paul Walker. <laughs> we did a moment of silence at Best Buy for him. <laughs> that's um, awesome. All right. So my number two is the Making a Murderer 
like whole thing. Yeah. When that came out, how big a deal that was. Um, especially with the group of people I was hanging out with in college. Um, like everybody like made a point to watch it like over like a five day span. And it kind of jump started the, um, like, Oh, I don't the true crimes phenomena. Oh yeah. So it's, it was kind of funny cause my now wife was actually out of the country while that was like real big. Oh really? So when she came back, so she's never seen it. So she has like no idea. Like, she can't put the connection that all of us other, like all of us can about how big a deal that was for like a three week span. Cause she was out of the country. That is, that's funny. She has, she has lost out on that experience. Yeah. So, I remember it happening. I never got into it, but I remember like how big it was for people. It was like, like kind of like cereal at the same time when cereal like was yeah the, when that got released, uh, it was just such a huge moment for, I guess, podcasting in a sense, even though I'd been around. But yeah, it was it was a big deal. Um, and it kind of it helped Netflix like go to the next level. I yeah, think. it kind of reminds me. It ties into uh, like True Detective. Like the first season of True Detective, like was wild for people, and people really oh, got yeah. into it. Yeah, that I remember hearing about that. I. I didn't know as many people back then who like, yeah. owned HBO, so it was a little different. Um, but yeah, that was a big deal yes. as well. Okay. Um, Sean, what is your number one? All right. My number one, and this is pretty niche, um, but I was online on Twitter the moment that the senator from Texas, Ted Cruz, liked a porn account. <laughs> <laughs> and... That was one of the greatest moments ever. He liked a he liked this specific video from this porn account, and people had made the comparison that the lady who is in this porn video uh, looks like Ted Cruz's wife, <laughs> and like people were making jokes about that, and like it, like Ted Cruz, I think, came out pretty much denial non denial that basically like yeah he he did definitely did that you like there's no way he didn't. Um, but the fact that like a U.S. senator did that on Twitter, it was just hilarious. <laughs> That's, you know, I remember hearing about that. Now I don't, I didn't remember that until you just brought it. I, up. I, the big thing was I was just on Twitter as that was happening. Like people were like, "Oh, this is happening right now," and people were just making fun of it and just like, I don't know. It humanizes, I guess, Ted Cruz in a weird way, but uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> It's always funny when you see a celebrity like a porn thing. Yeah, like I remember there was a Cardinals pitcher who like kept doing it. They didn't understand that people could see it. <laughs> yeah, so they kept liking it, and then like you read an article where like team officials had to tell him like stop doing this, <laughs> make a burner account, yeah, or just don't like your account, your porn stuff on fucking twitter yes exactly uh it's like uh jimmy garoppolo going on that date with that porn star like a few years ago (laughs) oh i forgot about that yeah it's great bad look bad look man bad Bad look look. (laughs) um so my number one moment is their pop culture thing of 2010s is netflix just oh yeah that's that's much better than mine um i don't know i like yours yeah Senator liking porn stuff. I'm always <laughs> down for that. Yeah. Um, it's just like 
10 years ago, I believe it was still just like a DVD rental. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, I'd be very in the early stages if it wasn't just that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably still had DVD rentals. Now it's the entertainment like hub. Essentially. Yeah, literally um, the the streaming app like that. Everyone probably I would I don't know the statistics, but I'd assume that it's the one most people have. It it went from DVD rentals to the company that Disney is chasing. Yes, exactly. Um, they basically got everyone before this like became a thing. They basically got everyone's like shows on there, like old shows to like for people to rewatch. And none of the companies realized what they were doing until it's Netflix had built so much power from it. Oh, old Netflix is a we un looking back, man. We undersold old Netflix, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best deal in entertainment history. Yeah. You had everything for very cheap. Every like literally, you take every yeah, like all the shows now. Like all the shows are kind of divided up between all the different apps. Um, Netflix at the time had like all of them. <laughs> yeah, like any like everything that wasn't the top movie was on there. Yeah, like it's it spawned its own saying, "Netflix and chill," which then spanned a bunch of like dirty like pejorative ways to say it yes um but like netflix and chill is like a thing yeah it's you talk to your granny you talk to your four-year-old nephew or niece they know what netflix is yeah it's wild yeah that's a good pick that 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 changed society i mean it really shifted the world from like you know buying and like physically buying copies of things and really shifted, I guess, to the streaming asset um, aspect of things. Like, really was, like, the forefront of that, I would say. I don't yeah. I don't know when Spotify really came out, but, like, yeah, now the world is definitely everyone just tries to stream things than really just owning the actual thing. It's more just about streaming, and Netflix really was the, one of the first ones in on that. Yeah. It, I don't think it was the first, like, start of it, but it definitely helped the cord cutting. Like, yes, exactly stuff so that's my number one pop culture thing of the decade yeah um sean let's uh move over to sports teams okay sports teams of the decade yes did you Um, pick like a specific season or just like just in general i guess so i pick specific seasons okay um i can do that um, how, how many do you have you have three three yes okay so i'll quickly go over my four and five because they're kind of, I, I truthfully had a tough time getting to five anyway. Right. Um, my five is the 17, 18 St. Louis or LA Rams. Sean McVay's first season as a Rams coach. Okay. Um, was the first time I'd seen a successful Rams team <laughs> since they lost Super Bowl to the Patriots. Yeah. That makes so, absolute sense. So you were excited. <laughs> yeah. So I was very excited to see them. Um, and my fourth team was Deshaun Watson's senior year at Clemson when they beat Alabama. Yeah. Mostly just because every time I would turn on one of their games, he would be like the outdoing Lamar Jackson or beating Alabama. Yes. So it was always a fun, fun team to watch. Um, but really those are the two reasons they had. Okay. Um, so those are my four and five. Sean, who's your number three team? Uh, my number three team is the, uh, 2015 and 2016 Cleveland. Cavaliers 
Because okay. they took down the 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors. Uh, Damn. I, I think it's solely just the fact, not that LeBron, the Cavs the whole season were like the greatest team in the world, but the fact that how good the Warriors were and that the greatest player in the NBA currently um, took down a team that was way better than him with a little help, you know, from uh, Draymond Green getting himself ejected and not being suspended a game. Uh, but the fact that it was, they literally just took it down um this all-time great team uh maybe to their dismay because then kevin durant joined them but (laughs) uh still they're very good and he had that like you can still see it when lebron uh chased down blocked andre Iguodala, um where he just can't lebron just came out of nowhere to block it um to help lead the Cavs to win uh the first and also there yeah the cavaliers i don't know if it's their first championship it might have been uh, yes, their first franchise title um, and come back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, to, yeah, I don't know. Just it, the fact that he actually brought home a title to Cleveland was pretty amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, they're a great team. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I think they were really good in the regular season too, though, weren't they? Like, Oh yeah. It was always going to be those two against each other. Probably. Yes. But like, you didn't think, I think most people assumed that the, uh, the warriors were going to win it again. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're great. Funny enough, Sean. Yes. My number three team is that 73 and nine. Warriors. <laughs> yeah. They didn't um, finish the job though. Hey, in my opinion, they're still the best basketball team of all time. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, they have the best record. Yeah, they. I think they have the most wins ever. Yeah. So, uh, and another fun part about that team is didn't they go like 25-0 and or something like that? Yeah, I think they had some the streak in there. So, I remember watching that like multiple times and like they like almost lost, but then they won. And every time they lost, it was a big deal. So, like I remember the Wolves beat them one time. And it was like, now the Wolves are like, they're here to stay. And here, like three years later, they're still not. But yeah. at the time, like that was a big deal. Um, and they were just like an off, I, that the Clay Thompson game six or whatever when he played against uh, the Thunder. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Led to pretty much Kevin Durant joining them. Yeah. Um, that whole series was great. Um, the Cleveland series is like, one of the, my favorite basketball series I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, just, I will always remember that team in that season, even though Cleveland won, I will remember that team for that season. Yeah. Um, and really like that's, it's funny to think like they would have won five straight titles, but the one year they lost, they also won the record for the most games of the season. Yeah. That is funny. So it's just, I, I will always remember that. My, they're my basketball team of the decade. All right. So fair enough. Um, um, who you got number two? Uh, so this is the one that I took a little harder for me to figure out which one I wanted to pick. Um, but uh, which year? But it's got to be the New England Patriots. Um, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I will not make you very upset and pick the time they beat the Rams. I will, in fact, pick the time they came back from, what, 25 points down 
yeah. or something from the Falcons and beat them in the Super Bowl uh, for pretty much, well, I don't know, probably the greatest comeback in a Super Bowl, I would guess. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, and just the sustained excellence of the Patriots into this decade, considering their best statistical year when they almost went 16-0 is over 10 years ago. It is funny to think about. Yeah. Um, speaking of the, the year you actually picked, yeah, I I always remember a few things about that game. One is that my one friend lost like fifty bucks on that bet <laughs> that he didn't didn't think was a real bet until it actually happened. Um, what was the bet? It was like when the Falcons were up like twenty eight to three, and someone bet like I bet the Patriots still win. Really? And they're like, I'll bet you fifty bucks. And the, the funny thing is, I you know, if it hadn't happened, it would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, that wasn't a real bet. Yeah. But since it happened, like, yeah, the they bet had, had to be paid. Um, and I also remember, like, watching the game, and, like, you didn't realize the Patriots were coming back until, like, it's like, oh, shit, the Patriots are, like, driving to score a tying touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they scored 19 but, points in the fourth quarter and then won it in overtime. Yeah, it's was a fun Super Bowl to watch. Um, I was like, was disappointed the Patriots won like always. <laughs> but I, I can't argue with them. Like They were the team of the decade, probably. Yeah. Um, and they won a Super Bowl that year, so. Exactly. I, I can, okay, fair enough. Um, my next is kind of a niche team for me personally. Okay. It's the uh, 2015 Iowa Hawkeyes football team. Okay. It's the one that was undefeated going into the Big Ten Championship and ended up going to the Rose Bowl. Um, uh, is that the one that got destroyed by Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah. Him and Solomon Thomas just destroyed. Iowa. <laughs> um, which yeah. you know helps a little bit that like Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs in the NFL, and Solomon Thomas went in the top five. Yeah, um, not very good anymore, but he went in the top five. Okay, but uh, yeah, up until like that loss, and then the Michigan loss, Michigan State loss, and the Big Ten title, like they were just like the improbable. Like they win these games when they shouldn't have, or like have these exciting like shootouts with minnesota i remember at a night game yeah um it was the first time in a long time iowa was good like that good yes um i actually went to the big 10 title game um that year had some elderly obese lady like fall on me (laughs) um oh no yeah so story i don't know if i've told this on the air um or even i've told you sean yeah um we had like nosebleed seats. Like we could see the last row of seats at the top. Yeah. How far up we were. Okay. Um, and we were, there's like this lady, like this elderly lady and her like son and daughter, like walking upstairs and you can tell she's having a rough time. Like she's grabbing on the chairs. Like she's tired. Yeah. And they sat, they sat right behind us. And I'm sitting there talking to Allison, like just looking forward, you know, watching them warm up. And all of a sudden I feel this like thing just thump against my back. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she had passed out in her seat oh. and fallen on me. And she's lucky I was there to stop her. Because otherwise she would have went over like four rows of chairs. Yeah. And like probably got hurt. Jesus. But, Wait, was she drunk then? So she was a little drunk. I think it was a mix of her being drunk and her being out of shape and like walking oh, up all okay. these stairs. Oh, got it. But. Yeah, and then we proceeded to watch Iowa lose on, like, the most excruciating last drive, like, where Michigan State would run, like, three yards. Three yes. yards. Three yards. And then they scored a touchdown. Okay. 
Um, but that is like a memorable season because of how fun I had watching them. Okay. Sean, who's your number one team? Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's the uh, 2016 Chicago Cubs, baby. Oh, yeah. Winning their first uh, world champion, world series in long Everybody's time. Everybody's lifetime. <laughs> Everyone's lifetime. Uh, yeah, over over almost 110 years <laughs> it took them. Uh, yeah, I just remember, like, you know, I'm not the most avid baseball fan, but, you know, I followed. But that, that season, they got into the playoffs. I definitely paid attention. I remember watching each game of that World Series. And the night they won, I called my grandpa, uh, who had <laughs> a walker at the time, didn't use his walker to answer the phone because he was that excited from the Cubs wearing winning the World yeah. Series. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Just that moment. And pretty much since then, I don't follow baseball. I followed even less. <laughs> Cause it mad. I don't yeah. know. It was just something you never thought would happen. So it was just like when it did happen, uh, it was great. And the Cubs have not been nearly as good as they should have been after winning it, but whatever, it's still impressive that they have won it. Yeah. It's, you know, since time has passed, I think me, myself, at least I've kind of, you know, forgotten how big a deal that was. Yeah. And um, it was just a party for everyone in Chicago. Oh yeah. And I remember, so I lived in Iowa city that year when that happened. Yeah. Um, and for those of those who don't know, Iowa City has a lot of people from Chicago in it. Yeah. Um, so it was a big deal when they won, too, up there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we stopped hearing about it for weeks. Um, <laughs> lots of Cubs gear. Um, yeah. But it, it was one of those things, like, you just took for granted, like, the Cubs are just never going to win a World Series. Like, that's just... Yeah, it's going to happen. How many people were born were Cubs fans? and never saw their team win a championship. Yeah. And then that final game was also, like, really intense. Yes, it was. Like, you thought the Cubs almost blew that game, and then there was a weird rain delay uh, that, like, kind of reset everything that let them let the Cubbies win. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, they basically rode Araldus uh, Chapman into the ground uh, <laughs> in that series. Like, his arm was shot by the – like, that's that was the problem was that the last – in the last game, his arm was like shot basically. And then I think they had to bring him out because he just, he had no velocity anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah, he was, he like couldn't throw the ball by the end. Yeah. So that's a good one, Sean. Um, I have no arguments with that's probably for a lot of people. We know their biggest sports moment of the decade. Yes. What's yours? Um, Not me. Uh, (laughs) Mine is, I'm sure everyone can guess what it is but it's the rams from last year um <laughs> nice which they lost in the championship and maybe my worst sporting moment of my life um but yeah that i've never like when they were good when i was little like i didn't really get it yeah i didn't really get to follow it last year i got to follow it and they were like the best team in the nfl for three quarters of the year if not more oh yeah um they were fun to watch like Aaron Donald was a beast. Gurley was a beast. Goff was a beast. Like, we couldn't be stopped. Um, it didn't end up the way, you know, I wish it had for the nice fairy tale ending. But yeah, it it was very nice to see them be good. Um, and it was fun to be a fan. So. Yeah. No, they were uh, 
you know, it was one of the happiest years of your life, Jordan. Uh, the Rams actually being well, good. <laughs> yeah. If only I went to the Moines, you know, they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so no, if you want to. If you would have been uh, at your fiance's place, and you would have just been at our place, they could have won because we don't. Li- I don't true. technically live in Des Moines, so you didn't know if that was true or not. It's true. We don't know what the Urbandale curse would have yeah. happened. So, um, but yeah, that's my favorite sports team. Um, I don't know if it's quite as impactful as the uh, <laughs> Cubs, but to me, it is. Eh, makes sense. Um, all right, Sean. Let's end with. This is actually your idea, so I'm proud of you here. Yeah. Um, I, figured, with our I figured you'd appreciate it. Yeah. After talking about them losing, I, I appreciate you talking me into this. Um, our favorite five Rams players of the decade. Yes. Or I guess you have three, right? I have four, actually. You have four? Okay. Yeah. So I'll go with my number five quick. Okay. It's Robert Quinn. Robert um, Quinn. Okay. He was like one of the good Rams of the early half of the decade. Yeah. Didn't he get, so. Did he get traded before they kind of became really good or right as that was happening. He got traded after the first McFay season. Okay. So like he wasn't on the Super Bowl team last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's your number four? Steven Jackson. I forgot that he still was playing for the Rams in this early part of the decade, but he had he, been all, he's my number three. Actually, he was a long stay there. Um, I don't know. He, he was always good. He was good. I remember in NCAA football way back when he was a very good, <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, the only thing good on their team for a few years. Oh, like, yeah, like, pretty much. The, the Rams are 3-13, and 13, but Steven Jackson still has 1,500 yards rushing. Yeah. Oh, he was, um, he was good. Yeah, he was good. He uh, retired a Ram, which was nice to see this past summer. Did he leave? Did he try to play somewhere else? Yeah, he left, like, before. There was sometime in the Jeff Fisher time, he left. Went to the Falcons for a few years, and he was pretty decent there. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that now. Um, I think he might have been on that Patriots – or on the Falcons team that lost. Oof. In the Super Bowl. oof So, as like okay. a backup. Okay. But, uh, no, he's a good one. Uh, I had him, like I said, number three on my list. Okay. So, uh, number four on my list was Johnny Hecker, the current punter. <laughs> um, oh, that's sad. <laughs> The best punter in the NFL um, and the best fake punter of all time. Picked a fake punter. What is he known for his fake punts? Yeah. No, I didn't so know he that. Was like a, he was like an all-state quarterback in high school and like got like D2 offers. But oh, he went I to Oregon State to punt. So like he's a great fake punter. That's actually true. If you're an all-state quarterback, you have a decent arm, like no matter yeah. what. <laughs> so he and like if you ever actually like listen to his interviews and that, he's hilarious. So okay. That He's is cool guy. sad but funny that the punter is your uh, in your top five. <laughs> yeah, the Rams have been bad for a lot of years, Sean. Yeah, you saw this. Who's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh, Cooper Cup. Um, he okay. he seems to be uh, for the Rams from an outside view. He seems to be a revolutionary uh, talent, especially last year. He really unlocks their offense, and once he got hurt. Uh, their offense did not do as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Seems like Cooper Cup's a good guy. Yeah, you give it a few years, he's probably on mine. He didn't make my list, but okay. a few years, he'll make my list. All right. Um, I already said number three, Steven Jackson. But who's your number two? Uh, Chris Long. Um, oh, okay. I don't know how good he was at the time on the Rams, again, because I don't follow him as well as you do. 
but throughout his time when he was in the NFL, he was very good. So I imagine he was also pretty good for the Rams. And he looked like the only person on defense between besides like James Loritis. I remember that name. Uh, but I don't know. And he's also a good podcaster, I've heard. So um, yeah, I've, I've listened to him. So yeah, Chris Long. Yeah, he so he was on a few like he was on some bad teams. Yeah, um, he was always pretty good, but on some of his later Ram seasons, they had some pretty good like defenses like, yeah, okay. between him and Quinn, and like they had some good defenses that were probably top ten. Yeah, but he was pretty good. Okay, um, he didn't make my list. Okay, but he was good. Um, my number two is Todd the Predator Gurley. Ooh, um, that he's actually my number one pick. So we can both just talk about him. Okay. Yeah, he like uh, he is. He was able to transcend the Jeff Fisher to the Sean McVay era. Like he was good with Jeff Fisher, and then became like all pro with Sean McVay. Yes. Um, and he seems like a cool guy. Um, he always like is fun to watch. Um, I don't know. He's just been one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, I mean, besides the way he lines up in the backfield, his stance, which is just doesn't look like look like he's just standing straight up. Um, he's very good at running the football, especially uh, last year. He was like the top pick, I think, overall uh, in fantasy. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, he's been he's definitely very good at fantasy this year. He seems to be starting to do a little better now. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely. I, I've all the Rams players I could think of. He was uh, the best one in my opinion. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's cool. Yeah, he does line up kind of weird, but it's casual, man. I I, I can appreciate <laughs> it's that. Okay. He also scores touchdowns, you know. Yeah, that's touchdowns true. since he's in the league. So. I need him to score a few more here at the end of the season to help me in the playoffs. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah, um, they need him to. Uh, my number one is. AD, the Kung Fu Panda, two-time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Oh, sh- okay. Aaron Don- I forgot. I totally forgot about Aaron Donald. He would actually – he probably should be number one on my list. <laughs> he's he's going to go down as like a generational talent. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun to watch him. Like He's one of those people I will tell my kids, like I used to watch games where Aaron Donald would like beat three guys off the ball and strip sack. Like – yeah, and I, that's not a hyperbole. I've seen it happen. Yeah, so he's awesome. Um, he's fun to watch. He is like does like crazy like off season workout videos that are fun to watch. Like where do you like would dodge fake knives? That's weird. <laughs> um, it's just he's cool. He's he's gonna go down as one of the best players of all time. I think so. All right. He's my number one. Yeah, I I I think I will make him my number one too. Actually, I totally forgot about him. But yeah, he is by far. I think uh, Todd Gurley's hit a little bit of rough patch rough patch here the last season. Aaron Donald definitely has not. Yeah, no, he's a uh, still good. So uh, yeah. Um. So Sean, that's our uh, decade in review. Yes. Um. You got any last minute comments on the decade? It's been real, man. It's been real. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been good. Yeah. <laughs> on on to the next one, I guess. On to the next. Yeah. Um. But before we let you go, Sean, yeah, cut you off short last time. I know. I was um, so pissed about it. I'm guessing Red Dead's probably one of your favorite games of the decade. So maybe it's kind of works with the uh, it's definitely theme the, of the podcast. It's definitely the one I've played the most, probably. <laughs> 
Um, let's hear your uh, story. All right. Uh, what's going on? All right. Here's what's happening, Red Dead. Um, recently, I was uh, I needed a ride into the town of Saint Denis, which is you know New Orleans essentially, but back in the olden days. Um. Okay. Uh. So, I was walking. Uh, I ride my horse, and this rival gang member started taunting me. And what am I gonna do? Not kill him? Well, I had to step to him. Yeah, I had to start fighting him and killing him. Uh, I don't remember this exactly, but in the notes I wrote down here, I believe I threw a Molotov at him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe set him on fire. Sean, quick quick side note. Yes. Do you watch The Good Place? Uh, I've seen like the first season. And pretty oh, much. okay. Um, that's there a running joke on there. Moltos? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get there. Okay. So I threw a Moltoff at the guy because I was annoyed. You know, and that's what you do as a cowboy in the West. You just throw a flaming bottle of flames at him. <laughs> you know, may have got the cops after me. I don't remember if I shot a cop or something after that. But also the reason I was in the town, uh, I forget what I needed to do. I think I was just trying to steal for one of the quests. You have to get, you had to steal like five wagons with like a horse, like a horse and a carriage type of situation. So I was really there to do that. And fortunately, I think actually I had stolen it and now I was just riding away, but that guy started taunting me. So yeah, I threw the malt off, killed them. Cops got mad at me, may have killed a cop. And so like I may have killed a cop. <laughs> I get on the horse and now I run. I, I start I, I try to start galloping, but I, I try to fit in between this wall that's like uh like a property wall basically and this uh telephone pole, I'll say. Some pole like that. And I like get stuck and I'm just like, crap, the cops are coming. So I'm like really trying to push my horse to go. Um but it seems that my horse just keeps circling around the pole. And then I come and then I, I get around the pole and I'm no longer, my one side is no longer on the wall. It is in the street, yet I'm still stuck to the pole. I cannot get off the pole somehow. I'm glitched into the pole. Uh, and I end up just getting killed because <laughs> of the stupid glitch that happened right at that moment. And then I had to, you know, I got everyone pissed at me and I didn't even fucking get the quest there. <laughs> Sean, you know what this teaches you? What? Violence is not the answer. Oh, f- fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm I don't, joking. If someone if someone steps to you, you gotta step back. Yeah, you got you gotta do it. You know, I'm not gonna let a rival gang just walk on over me. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I get it. But yeah, so that's my that's my Red Dead story. Is that you don't malt off. Um, rival gang members and then ride your horse in between a wall and a pole because it'll just end up in you glitching <laughs> glitching into the pole getting so could you not pull your guns out i could pull my guns out but i was just so like this is so dumb i just like come on seriously i gotta get off this pole and it just didn't happen damn um so what what percentage do you think you're at right now I am at I'm above fifty percent, like oh, like fifty one percent maybe. So fifty one percent. I've been doing a lot of the quests, um, less so the missions. Right now, I just completed a quest where I had to. This made this not really a story, but I can explain what happened. I was I was out looking for cougars. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, buddy, and. 
I was just like walking around in the woods with a bow and arrow because <laughs> you have to kill them with a bow. And so I was just like walking around. Uh, unfortunately, the bounty hunters came after me, murdered all like those. They, like they do. Yeah, murdered all them, you know, because they're jerks. But other, uh, but I also had this other quest where you had this, um, where you had to kill five animals scavenging on like dead dead bodies. So basically, what happened? I'd kill these uh, um, bounty hunters, then I'd like walk away and go do stuff. I'd come back, and there's usually like animals like eating their bodies, and you just have to kill them while they're eating. So I completed that, which was impressive. And I believe the next quest in that line is I just have to like hop around and just like. I kill or I not hop around. I just have to like kill like forest animals or something weird like that. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, I've robbed. I've almost done with one twi- entire uh, quest line. Uh, I had a I what the last thing is to rob five trains, which actually is not as hard as you think. You have to just get away too. Like you have to be clean. You can't get killed. Basically, you just get on the train, and then you you buy a ticket so then you're automatically on the train and then you basically wait till it goes a little bit and then you just rob like two people and then you just jump off and run on your horse and just get away it's not that hard but uh yeah it doesn't seem too hard yeah i'm i'm moving along i'm 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 getting there i will someday be done in two years three years who knows (laughs) someday someday well sean yeah, our podcast will also be done someday, but not today. We're not today. Not today. Hopefully, not in the next decade. That's right. Um, but I think it's time for us to go today. Oh yeah. So, all right. That was a bad rap. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, any last words, Sean? Not much. Live long and prosper, people. Yeah. Um, like our uh, Facebook and Twitter stuff. Um, yeah. Follow us on those two. Um, radar podcast five stars yeah um we're also on instagram tell your friends to subscribe um thanks for listening yeah thank you for listening bye 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 thank you guys for listening to the pandering talk if you liked what you heard please like and subscribe us and give us five stars on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast at otherwise if you want to reach out to us please hit us up at our twitter account at pandering talk or our email account at panderingtalk at gmail.com. Plus, if you want to talk to Sean Dangler personally, hit him up at Sean Dangler. Jordan doesn't have Twitter because he's too cool for that. All right. Thank you, guys.